0: If you're interested in sponsoring how you play the game, please email us at podcast at Your sponsorship may be tax deductible. So I sent a text to our buddy Chris Conroy, and I said, hey, best of luck on the, uh, the start of the 162-game marathon because, you know, the season's underway. And I said, uh, make sure you watch out for faulty oil cans, umpires ejecting umpires, and Chicago and salads. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: you know, I was rather disappointed when you changed the name of the uh, podcast that we had with him. When I suggested you want to go, want to get a great salad, go to Chicago, right? <laughs> <laughs> You know,
0: that's you fair. You just
1: made up. You just made up for it now. Okay, that's good. That's
0: fair. I just, I had "We Love You, Conroy" in my head for so that's fine. long. That's fine. And, you know. You know what
1: we need to tell him though is that he needs to have a salad when he's in Chicago. He's and totally he,
0: not going to do that.
1: But he needs to do it for us.
0: All right. I got. <laughs> an, I got an idea. Let's we'll, we'll split the baby in half. He's got to. He's got to go. To a restaurant, order a salad. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, if he's by himself, this could be even better. He gets the selfie of him with the salad in Chicago, and then he takes the salad and he like throws it right in the trash uh, with another selfie or against, you know, throws it against the wall or something, like giving it the finger, you know. Or
1: better yet, he orders a big salad.
0: Yeah, the big salad. (laughs) I can bring you two small salads. Tomatoes like volleyball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh now he God. has to do this. Oh man. He has to do it now.
0: All right. All right. Well, I'll uh, I should should I just gently let him know that we're gonna need the uh <laughs> the proof we, or we need
1: a selfie with a salad.
0: Yeah, either that or I guess if he wants, if he could get the video. He would totally do it. I yeah. feel like he would do it. He, if, you know what? If it if he didn't have to be so careful about you know MLB rules and all right. that stuff, I'm sure he totally would do it. Yeah. You know when he tell you what when he's retired, we're gonna we're gonna take a trip with him to Chicago. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. J- just to get the video evidence of him ordering a salad. Yes. And then we'll do something with it where. You know, either I'll steal it from them and say, no, 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 you can't have this. Only I can have this. I love
1: yeah. how theater of the absurd this is. Yeah. Oh, that's my favorite type of comedy.
0: <laughs> theater of the absurd is my favorite type of comedy. Yeah. I just, that's why I love. You know the the random cutaways sometimes from the old Family Guys mm-hmm. or or Aqua Teen Hunger Force or you know Monty the, Python yeah or, the the mentions Tim of Tim and Eric right yeah <laughs> some of the early stuff from South Park you know where you know Scuttlebutt I've got the best child clowns yeah <laughs> the scu- <laughs> Scuttlebutt who has the leg of TV's Patrick Duffy <laughs> and then Scott Bayo gave me pink eye. <laughs> <laughs> What do we do our book report about? Well, how about we do it about Raymond? You know, everybody loves Raymond. We can't do it about Raymond again, Cartman. You know. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: I have a plan to actually watch that series from the beginning again. South Park. Yeah. Okay. I know they're all on. Um, Was it HBO Max? Yes. I, I think. Sarah got a subscription to it. Or- okay or something hbo something it might, it, be, H, it yeah, might it's be hbo max okay the, I think the name so. of it yeah. yeah 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 i got a subscription uh, to it so and um i i have to sit down and watch them all because there there are a lot of episodes that i missed and what a lot of people don't realize it's 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 been like over 20 years
0: 25 years it's been like it's kind of amazing it was 1997 when it came out okay so you've got you've got 25 seasons you've got uh, a full-length feature movie Mm -hmm. and you've got a couple of specials too you know this is now now this is what really like chaps my ocd you've got all 25 seasons on hbo max Mm -hmm. but you've got a couple of like specials that you can only get on i think paramount plus come on okay and this is this is i mean talking about this grinds my gears okay just to just to throw an old family guy into it you know what else grinds my gears when i can never find the droids i'm looking for yeah what Mm -hmm. gives with that you know um all of these, you know, the, the 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 wave of the future in television entertainment is now monetizing these streaming services.
1: And there is sportsmanship in this, by the way. Yes, folks.
0: there um, is
1: sportsmanship in yeah. this. I mean, and, I, there's sportsmanship of the business.
0: Yeah, and and I'll introduce the show after after I finish this story. Oh yeah, we didn't even do that. Um, but like. MLB just signed these packages with these different streaming services as well. So now, if you want to watch Major League Baseball games, okay, right. first of all, uh, if you don't have, if you just have over-the-air TV, you're yeah. only getting a very small, select number of games. Okay. Well, yeah, that's the number network one. rights, and right now, if all you have that. if you have cable TV of some sort. Mm -hmm. You can obviously get the packages that have the regional sports networks in your area. So we have, I happen to live in that part of Mercer County where we are in the footprint of both New York and Philadelphia. And that's why I love this because I get New York stations and Philly stations. So, Mm -hmm. you know, and, but it's only Philadelphia that is blacked out for me. So, Mm. so like, if I want to watch, you know, a Phillies game, I can't watch it on like MLB.TV cause it's blacked out there, but I can mm-hmm. watch Yankees, Mets, et cetera. But I also get, regional, right. But I also get yes. And SNY so, so, all right, that's all well and good. So then I get MLB.TV, which for me is a fantastic, fantastic subscription. That's 130 bucks a year gets me every television and audio broadcast for every local game, right. You know, nationwide. So you get the local feeds so I can stay up and watch, you know, the Dodgers and the giants and the athletics and everybody on the West coast. Mm-hmm. Very easy. Totally fine. And I can listen to it on my phone. I can, I can watch it on my phone the whole thing. It's great. All right. Now, now they've got subscriptions. So oh, I, I, before I get that, you, you also have your nationally telecast games. Okay. So you now you've got games that are being nationally telecast exclusively on ESPN on Sunday nights. Mm -hmm. you've got your saturday games with fox you've got tuesday night games with tbs yep all right now some of those games are not exclusive on tuesdays and saturdays so you know that's okay too it's all right no big deal now you've got exclusivity in some new apps they just signed one with apple tv so now friday night games There are, there are like two Friday night games that are exclusive to Apple TV now so now you got to get an Apple TV I, yeah okay. I, I heard I heard about this and then the one that kicked yesterday they signed a deal with peacock and now they have Sunday morning baseball So now I the, didn't hear I didn't so hear about that that was just yesterday so now wow. they've got games it's for the first I don't even remember how many weeks of the season. There is an exclusive Sunday morning game that starts at 1130 a.m. Eastern only on Peacock. So and then eventually it'll switch to a noontime start a little later in the season. But you've got, you know, if you've got a, you got you can have a West Coast game exclusive to Peacock that starts at 9 a.m. local time, Hmm. which is like I'm looking at it and I'm like, are we are we serious right now? Wow. Now, the good news is that I get Peacock through Comcast. So I'm not too worried about that. But Apple TVs, that's another thing I got to get if I want to watch these games. You know, it's just. Yeah, I guess I guess you might as
1: well go back to. I mean, it it's weird because at some point you might as well go back to cable because with all the subscriptions you're for which you are paying. Right. It 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 does. It's it's you're going to the amount of money that it's going to be per month you might as well go back to cable
0: the way the way i'm looking at it is that it's really unfortunate that these media companies and these sports and everything everyone who's in bed with them uh really exploit us because you know i'm the type of person that likes this over here and this over here and this over here so <laughs> i was just i was just actually looking at my comcast cable lineup, you know, for my bill and whatnot. And it's like, well, I only watch really these channels, but in order to watch those channels, I have to have the top tier lineup. You know, I I can't get those channels that the ones that I truly watch with the lower so I could be getting thousands and thousands of channels and I'm only watching three of them, but because I'm on that top tier, you know,
1: and there's no carte blanche option where you, you mean can, you
0: mean a la carte
1: i mean a la carte carte yeah. launches everything yeah uh a la, la carte. carte yeah there's no a la carte me, uh menu no option. and
0: and then on top of that but you know <laughs> with with that bill okay so now I also get my DVR which which I use you know you get on demand which i use
2: mm-hmm.
0: um you know so I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place yeah and then then you start looking at the streaming so it's like I just It'd be great when a company finally says they're all sharks. Yeah,
1: it's that's all it is. I mean, they all of the
0: media companies like this are just like cell phone companies are just like car companies are just like Mm air airlines. They're all of them. They're all terrible. Mm -hmm. You have to find the one that's the least terrible for you.
1: And it's this subscription based mentality that's like destroying us. I mean, everything is subscription based. Right. And and it's really started with the cell phone companies. Yeah. You know it, it. know in the early 2000s and and it's just ballooned since then and you know like (laughs) i don't know it just you 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 can never just flat out own something anymore no unless you have a dvd of it which by the way hold on to them because with with licensing and exclusivity rights you're you never know what's going to be on what. So yeah. if you have DVDs, save them. Yes. Because they could be really valuable. The price of DVDs has gone up, too. Yeah. Last time I was at a Best Buy, I saw, I can't remember what movie it was. One of the Ocean's movies. Right. For like
0: 20, $23. Yeah. For one movie, $23. That's more a, than the. That's more than the cost of the ticket to go see it in the theater plus the refreshments. Right. You like, know? and some movies I saw were close to thirty. Yeah.
1: And these are common movies, but on DV one movie.
0: Well, you know what? Here's the other thing too. Not to rain on the parade. I think another reason why these prices are going up is because originally, when these movies were being sold and whatnot, the people quote unquote behind the scenes. We're not getting their fair share of the pie. You know, if you look at, I I remember reading this, I think, in like the Musicians Union publications and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, Musicians were not being properly compensated for their work with like DVD extras and whatnot. Okay. So they said, well, that makes sense. We want to be compensated for that, which is fair. Yeah. Okay. but then the movie companies turn around and say, OK, we'll do that. But now the price of the DVD is going up. Mm. You know, I mean, that's the same logic of, um, you know, the minimum wage in McDonald's and stuff like that, you know, where we mm-hmm. talk about that, where, OK, if you want to raise the minimum wage to whatever it's going to be in your state, mm-hmm. you know, to meet the standard cost of living and whatnot, that's fine. But realize the price of everything else is going to go up. Yeah. You you can't have it both ways. You can't say, well, these workers at McDonald's deserve to be paid $15 an hour and then expect. Which your... ironically is not a livable wage anymore. Right. It took
1: so long to get to this point that it's not even livable. It's no, no longer. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: But you can't then turn around and say, well, then why did the price of my Big Mac go up, you know, $10? Well, there it is. So, and yeah. you're like, well, that's because of this. Yeah. I mean, there's there's no such thing as a free lunch, people. Yeah. You know? So speaking of free lunch, welcome to How You Play the Game, the official podcast of the Yosef Foundation Incorporated. Yours truly, Jack Furlong, with you as we talk to you about what's going on as far as the world of sportsmanship is concerned. This is the second episode of... The month of April, the year is 2022. So glad you could be with us. Wishing you all a very happy spring, very happy holidays. If you are celebrating Easter, Passover, et cetera, very happy tax day. Hope you get your refunds if, you, if you're if you owed them, as Sean looks at me with a very, very stern look of disapproval. Um, as always, you can check us out online at osapfoundation.org. You can contact the show via email with the address podcast at osafoundation.org. Uh, on social media we're at facebook.com slash osip foundation twitter and instagram at osip foundation hashtag how you play the game Uh, we have select episodes of this podcast available on youtube our apparel stores at bonfire Uh, our book on sportsmanship a critical reader and handbook is available now on amazon in hardcover paperback and kindle and i hope i have plugged everything that i'm supposed to plug across the way from me as always is the producer engineer of the show mr sean ryan sean hello how are you I
1: was fine until you mentioned tax day.
0: All right. Well, the good news, uh, do you remember? Do you, I don't know if you I'm, remember. I am this. screwed
1: this year. I don't well, know. If you know all about it. Yeah,
0: I don't know if you remember this though. Mm-hmm. Way back in the day, yeah. On tax day, the uh, the adult channels on pay per view were free. Really? Yes.
1: I mean, I just always watched it scrambled. So I don't know either way.
0: Well, I'm just saying, I learned that in in eighth grade from my English teacher. Wait, what? Uh, I, I learned that in eighth grade from my English teacher.
1: Cool. Now,
0: granted, my English teacher only relayed it because another kid in the class relayed that information. Oh, okay. But that's what I learned in eighth grade. All right. Which was a fun year. I enjoyed eighth grade. Yeah,
1: I I liked middle school in general, actually, really? which is weird because most people don't like middle school. I, I loved did, it.
0: I detested seventh grade and I loved eighth grade.
1: I loved all four years. Really? I loved all four years in middle school, fifth grade through eighth grade. It was I, just- I had
0: junior school, so I had seventh and eighth. OK, and and I was I hated seventh and I hmm. loved eighth. Hmm. Which is funny because in at the end of elementary school, I loved fifth. I was eh, on sixth and then I hated seventh, and then eighth was great.
1: Hmm. So it's like the
0: last year of each that you like. Kind of. It's kind of a going down and back up kind of a thing. Yeah. It's a reverse bell curve. Yeah. You know? The the trough curve? Yeah, that works too. Okay. That works too. Um, Yeah, so anyway, long story short, subscriptions are bad. I hate the fact that I have to... That I, if I want to watch, I, I'm, I can watch all South Park episodes on HBO Max except for those specials exclusive to Paramount Plus. Yeah. <coughs> you know, yeah. You would, you know what? Here's the other thing you would think that more companies would realize they can attract more people by packaging things together. I'll tell you why. Because as a Comcast customer, I get peacock and netflix for free so that's
1: wait for real
0: yes for real my my comcast subscription gives me netflix and peacock included in the price
1: now is this for like your premium subscription like are there different? So there are different tiers, right? I'm sure that would there it, are different tiers. Yes. Would it, would I, so Netflix wouldn't be offered for free on a lower tier.
0: Probably not. I can't confirm or deny that, but okay. I think that's that's probably something that they use to sweeten the deal in certain I mean, respects.
1: I've had issues when I went to T C N J i had issues with comcast like big time everyone
0: has issues with comcast you know it's
1: just like in every other way i mean sorry it's just it's a it's a a shitty (laughs) they're all bad connection well yeah they are well yeah uh right right
0: they're all terrible yeah but you know comcast has figured out that well first peacock is part of their umbrella because it's all part of nbc comcast universal Right. And then with Netflix, they just said, well, if we include this, maybe more people will will hop on board. Mm -hmm. And I certainly take advantage of that. Yeah. You know, I find that to be really, really good. Mm -hmm. You would think that, you know, there are other companies, uh, HBO Max, Paramount Plus, et cetera, that Mm -hmm. could get on board with that. Right. You know, Disney Plus, the thing I like about Disney Plus is that um, it's very easy to subscribe and unsubscribe. Mm-hmm. when i you know when i know i you know want to watch a show or not right and it's so much cheaper it's what less than 10 bucks a month something like that you know? you know so i can watch mandalorian or any other star wars show that comes out for less than 10 bucks a month you know that's to me that that's the way to do it 15 bucks for hbo max is like that's a lot I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but it's a, it looks like a lot per month. Yeah, that's,
1: you know that's a lot.
0: Yeah. So.
1: But if I'm going to watch every episode of South Park, I think it would be. I think it would be work, worth. Now,
0: it. now, funny enough, HBO Max I get through my cell phone carrier. Huh. So AT and T gives me HBO Max with my subscription. Jeez, so, so
1: it's all connected. They're all
0: yeah. All right, what
1: Should, have we got on the
0: plate? All right, let's, yeah, let's talk about real stuff now. All right, um, so I, I, I saw this briefly um, in the in the NCAA Division One Men's Basketball Championship game yep. uh, between Kansas and UNC. There was a moment of good sportsmanship that deserved to be highlighted. Okay. Um, Kansas ended up winning the game, and they were down a lot, and they came back to win the game. Okay. Now, with, with less than a minute to play, Kansas was up by one, okay? North Carolina's Armando, I'm, I may be butchering this last name, Backett, Bacot, B-A-C-O-T, Bacot, Bacut. I don't know, hmm. Bacot, I, I, I apologize. He drives to the basket. Um, he aggravates a sore ankle injury while driving to the basket trying to give the Tar Heels the it lead. It might be Bassett. Bassett, B-A-C-O-T. Maybe. Bassett, okay, could be. Um, KU got p- possession of the ball um, and Bassett, uh, we'll go with that, uh, forgive me, uh, struggled to get back on his feet. So Kansas starts going back down the floor and they realize they have a five on four opportunity and could have padded their lead. Instead, Kansas's Jalen Wilson slowed things down, allowing the hobbled Bassett to get back on defense. And the officials, seeing that he was hobbling, then called a timeout. For the injured or injured player to be replaced. So you're in a national championship game. Wow. You have less than a minute to play. Your team is up by one. Holy and, cow. And this kid, Wilson, says, this kid's hurt. We're gonna, I'm gonna slow it down so that it's a it's a the victory is essentially fair. That's great. Okay. And wow. and the funny thing is now let's talk about the fiduciary duty. To, to try and win a game in a, in a championship game, okay? You would think that maybe they would take advantage of, of that. And I, and if they, if, if they didn't show good sportsmanship there in the way that it's described, I'm looking at it and I'm saying, well, you know, it's the championship game. You're up by one. You, you kind of have to take that in order to try and win the championship. I totally mm-hmm. understand that. Now, the flip side to that is, the strategy that he employed, which was to slow things down and wait for Bassett to come back, actually was also a winning strategy because now he's letting time tick off the clock, which will allow him, you know, they're already ahead. They're basically reducing the amount of time that UNC will have to come back. So it's, it's still a winning strategy, but now he's he's employing a winning strategy and good sportsmanship. Mm. So it's a, it's a double win. Did
1: he knew did he know that they would call did he realize that they would call time
0: I think he knew that the officials would eventually see the injury and call I mean time I out. mean for yeah.
1: uh, for safety yeah. I would I would uh, yeah it's that's interesting Yeah you know it's it's sort of like a you you kind of I mean there's no bad way that that could have played out Yeah for for I mean maybe for the yeah I mean for the for the injured player maybe right if they had just gone th- played normally but I think they probably would have called time anyway right it, but, I mean yeah. if, if I mean you can't you can't argue against the fallacy of the predetermined outcome thank, thank you Michael, Michael K. K yeah uh, but had was it Wilson who called who let.
0: Yeah, Wilson was the one who had the basketball and slowed things down, and then okay. it was the officials who called the timeout. So
1: have so had Wilson not slowed down, would and Bassett was the one who was injured. Yes, and who had got up and started hobbling. Would he have had enough time to make the shot anyway? But that's a good shot? question. I mean, yeah, I mean it's almost like a. I mean, I I I, I guess it's it's really no use in. I guess for pure, purely for curiosity, for argument's sake and academic reasons, you yeah. you got to bring that part of it up. But I think in general, that's a that's a great move by Wilson.
0: Yeah. And Twitter yeah. was all over it. I mean, Twitter was showing, yeah. you know, people who are watching saying this is great, you know. Um, uh Jeff Perlman who's written a number of sports related books said quote I didn't care about last night's game but I care about sportsmanship I've seen far too many coaches beginning in youth leagues who would have taken advantage of Bassett going down good on Bill Self the coach for Kansas for being mm-hmm. decent
1: yeah. you
0: know so so now well, this
1: is this is an act of courtesy yeah right because this is not this is the we last episode we talked about transactional sportsmanship right they're not expecting anything in return. This is a courtesy yeah. that 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 Wilson extended to the whole team, really. I mean, because they, if they were they were at a serious disadvantage, yeah, at that in that point in time, yeah. So it's not a favor. It's not, you know, it's it's not a request. It's a it that is a courtesy, yes, because you are doing something that is completely unprovoked, and and you know, you, you see something in the moment and you make the decision in that time to slow things down. Yes. So good on him. Yeah. That's, that's great. Good on the whole team.
0: Yeah. And, and this one tweet I wanted to highlight, this is from Christopher R Rogers who uses the handles just maybe Chris, you know, he says, right. And the gods rewarded them. I mean, it, it also kind of shows you that when you play with good sportsmanship, Mm-hmm. you're you're injecting good karma into the universe and you know you're gonna you're gonna see results right. you know the more you give the more you get what goes around comes around you know it's right. it's an inexact science it's a you know a feeling thing it's a it's a intangible but you know it's there's... sort of
1: the natural order of things I exactly mean, you you that's and that's that's you know that's the, sort of like the the, the the natural transactional part of it right? right it's that it's not doing something that you would that you won't expect anything in return it's just doing it out of the kindness of your own heart and it right. pays back in spades Correct. at some point yeah you know whether it's immediately or you know or or years down the line i mean it's just plus you know the here here's an interesting thing too that i want to bring up real quick um I forget who said it. One of my one of my friends from years ago. You have friends. I know it's weird. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so, <laughs> uh, he um, we were talking about giving money to the homeless. Right? Okay. And
0: was that your stomach that just gurgled?
1: No, I'm moving back and forth in my chair. Oh,
0: something gurgled, and I was like, "Did we just capture the gurgle on the mic?" I'll have
1: to, I'll have to go back and listen.
0: All right. But
1: um. The the point is that, you know, let's say you see a homeless person and you give them 20 bucks. Yeah. Just say arbitrary number. And you don't know what the homeless person is going to do with that money. Mm-hmm. You could, they, they could buy, you know, are they going to use it to buy booze or are they going to use it to feed their family? Right. You don't know what it's going to be. Right. So, but that's not the point. The point is that the fact that you go out of your way to do something nice for someone it doesn't matter what they do with it because the act of giving them someone with best intentions is what this is all about and you you use those best of intentions as fuel for positivity
0: Now for let, me, let me let me throw this one at you uh, because I've had similar conversations and there's a lot of people who would say in that situation, I would almost rather say, you know, if they're coming up to you and asking for money, you say, you know what, how about this? Let's go to the restaurant right now. I'll buy you the food. Would, you, would that be acceptable in mm-hmm. that? in that because because there are a lot of people who say, I don't want to give that money out because mm-hmm. I don't know where they're going to use it, right? But, you know, if you say, you know, if you say, come with me, I'm going to take you to the deli right now and I'm going to buy you a sandwich and a coffee, you know, that way you know that they're going to feed themselves, you know.
1: (laughs) But here we go with the here we go with the psychological warfare, right?
0: Okay. so.
1: But by doing that, do they are they insulted that they don't trust you, you know, you don't trust them. Like, is it, is it a way like, Oh, you know, let me take you, let me take you to a restaurant. And, and do they take that in a way where they're like, well, what do you think I'm going to do with it? Like, you know what I mean? So it's almost, it's almost now again, this is based, this is purely conjecture, right? Right. This is, I mean, we, we, we really need, uh, um, our friend, Nick, Nick, um, um, Michelle on, yeah on on, on on the podcast but to talk about this yeah yeah I, I mean I wonder what he would say about this because yeah. because you know it's because one thing leads to another so yeah. like it, it, it by extending that sort of invitation do they that do they then take it as a as a form of mistrust but then are can they do they have the right to do that because you just met the guy
0: right I was gonna say there's a two-pronged thing that can happen here on one hand, and again this is all conjecture this is all me playing devil's advocate okay on one hand in not- other words asshole right yeah sure yeah okay <laughs> that's let the, okay let the I- record state that i'm going to hell right no um, no i am too it's okay if okay. if 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 the homeless person in this example is going to get insulted by that mm-hmm. do they re- i mean do they really have a leg on which to stand here?
2: <laughs> right. Okay.
0: <laughs> I'm, and I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to group people. I'm not trying to do any of this stuff. But for all intents and purposes, if you're homeless and on the street. Do you really want to be, I mean, it's, it seems so. Beggars castan- can't be, yeah. Beggars how can't be is it?
1: Well, they're funny. Cause there was an episode of curb your enthusiasm right. where Larry and, 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 and um, Richard Lewis were on the street and Larry had leftover tuna, like from a restaurant. And the homeless guy was asking for food and Larry's like, here, do you want this? And the homeless guy was like, what is it? He's like tuna on rye. And the homeless
0: person was like, "I don't like tuna." Exactly. <laughs> and,
1: Larry, and Larry was
0: like, "You don't really like tuna." Yeah. Caitlin tells tells me this story. There's if you if you're driving on Route 29 here in Jersey through Trenton, as you mm-hmm. approach uh, Waterfront Park and and where the Trenton Thunder play and whatnot, yeah, there are, there's always a contingent of homeless people there, mm-hmm. and I always at carry the traf-
1: n- at the traffic lights, yeah.
0: So I always carry an extra bottle of water in my cars and whatnot. And if I see them sometimes I'm like, listen, you know, it's not much, but it's a bottle of water. And they're very always very appreciative because I'd rather give them that than the money or something like that. I, if you're going to turn down water, okay, talk about Costanzian. <laughs> so, so Caitlin is driving by that area and mm-hmm. she sees one and she looks down. She has a bottle of water that she just opened and took one sip out of. So she says, I have a bottle of water here. And she hands it to the guy and the guy goes, Oh, you opened it. I don't want it now. Granted, is this a COVID concern? Was this during COVID? Yes, it was. I think. Oh, okay. yeah. So, so okay, fine. But I mean, again, the point I'm trying to make here in that example is how, if you if you were the homeless person in that example, how Costanzian can you? Right. Truly I know. Be, okay. <laughs> now, now on the other side of it. If someone, if I was the homeless person and someone said, I'm going to take you to the restaurant and feed you, Mm -hmm. I would almost look at that as even better because Mm -hmm. now this person cares enough to, instead of just throwing money at the problem, they're going to, they're going to take time out of their day Mm. to make sure that this gets done. That to me has an even greater intrinsic value than the monetary value of them just throwing money at the problem.
2: Hmm.
0: You know, interesting because we've all been in situations like that where you know you, you see something like that happen and then you realize the person's you know screwing with it. I was at after a gig one night in Philly, it was like 2 a.m. I didn't have any money on me except for some pocket change, and a homeless guy came up and just said, You know, he does the whole spiel of, I'm not a bum, I'm just trying to get back on my feet. Do you have any change or anything so I can just get a cup of coffee and whatnot? I reached into my pocket and I had had a handful of change quarters, nickels, dimes and pennies. Mm -hmm. Okay, didn't even add up to a dollar. I, I said, this is all I got because I literally am about to pay for my parking with a credit card and get out of here. Okay, I hand him the change. He says, thank you. He starts walking away. He starts taking the pennies and just throwing them. Doesn't care about the pennies. And I'm like, that's legal tender, buddy. Okay. You can can, smelt those down and you can use, (laughs) if you put five of them together, you can trade it in for a nickel, which is also in your hand. Okay. Sorry. I'm getting worked up over a homeless guy, but you see the point we've all been there. Like, let's call a spade a spade. We've all been in situations like that. Right. You know, and, and you just want to be like, we, we, you know, if you really want to stop the problem, if you want to be the good sport here, you know there are there to me, you know there are other ways to do it. Mm-hmm. But I I totally understand your point, your original yeah. point. I totally do. I mean, it's a good
1: debate of, to have, right? The act of doing something makes right. you feel better. Exactly. That's, that's that's the point I was trying to make. So right. the act of Wilson slowing down, right, is is it is a sense of inner positivity. And, and and just good vibes going forward. Now, let me throw and, this and, and one it paid, at you.
0: And it paid off. Yeah, let me throw this one at you since it's kind of along the same lines. Okay. Take out the fact that there are laws in this country that prohibit this for a second, okay? Okay. You're driving along the road. You see a hitchhiker. Mm-hmm. Do you pick them up?
1: That's a little bit different than handing someone money.
0: It is. It is. But the reason I'm the reason I'm pointing it out is because you know, you picking up a hitchhiker, taking out all concerns about safety and all that stuff. Okay? okay. What you're doing is you're help, you know, you're you're essentially doing the equivalent of taking the person to the deli and buying them the sandwich. Okay. You're 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 trying to get them from point A to point B for whatever reason. Okay. And and you're probably in the cost of gas. Now, granted, we're not talking about $4 gallons here in this example, but you're probably, you're you're probably spending less getting them from point A to point B than you are handing them money. But now you'd start taking into account. There are laws against it. It's a a safety issue. You don't know if that person is going to get in your car and kill you. Right. You know, it's, it's, Because, you know, we've all been in those situations before. At least I have been, you know, and and I'm just like, I'm sorry. I feel like an idiot. I feel like a complete jerk driving by you in my car that has plenty of space and value to it. Mm -hmm. You know, that used to happen to me when I worked at Kutztown and I was driving the BMW. Here Mm -hmm. I am driving in my, my comfy professor job in my BMW and there's someone on the side of the road trying to hitchhike and I'm just speeding by him. You know, yeah. I'm like, wow. Do I feel terrible this morning?
1: I don't. I mean, I think in today's world, though, I, it's. I mean, I have encountered very few hitchhikers. Mm-hmm. I think it was more commonplace years ago. Oh, absolutely. But like, I mean, I, I I think now, for reasons that are more or less obvious, there are there are less of them. Yes. And I think. Yeah, it's. There's a Far Side comic where there was this couple in a car, and they were driving, and they see a hitchhiker who's got like a peg leg, an eye patch, and like leather jacket, and like a a, a hood, and like and and he and he looked just like with a scar on his face and everything, and then, and the wife was like, "Come on, Randy, where's your sense of adventure?" <laughs> He's a pirate for crying out loud. Where's the parrot? But 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 um I I I feel like when there's a difference between handing someone money mm-hmm. and inviting them to come into your car. Because here and here's why. One, okay, there's obviously a trust issue, but if money is something that is small enough to be you know, small enough and tangible enough where if you got a decent amount of it, and I mean, decent by decent, I mean, like
0: disposable income. That's not going to affect you. If you lose it, basically five bucks yeah,
1: to a, or a couple bucks to, to a homeless guy that I'm not concerned with, but the problem is that my car is my property. Okay. And when you invite someone in onto your property, they are in your personal space. And when you don't know that person, despite the fact that they're homeless, I mean, even honestly, I wouldn't feel comfortable with someone who wasn't homeless, who I just met for the first time in in my personal space
0: i feel like we're going to get into a debate on immigration real regardless
1: soon. regardless of well no 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 <laughs> but like i mean everyone has their personal space that's true and some people are a little bit more welcoming than others and we have to consider everyone's you know past experiences right but when it's it's no different than ha- having someone come into your home
0: right really. it's it's, it's kind of like I the mean, old traveling salesman joke if you will right you know or you know it's funny we were talking about this briefly last week with with the um stuff that i was remembering in seminary and whatnot if you look at the gospels and 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 the bible in general how many stories or parables are there about you know people you know taking people in and nursing them back to health and then letting them go on their way and what you know like of course this was you know 2000 years ago where times were significantly different but we don't we we for for evolutionary purposes and trust purposes we don't do that anymore. We I have mean, taken all of that and transferred all of that intangible energy into legal tender and said we are willing to part with this with the with the assumed risk that the person to whom we give it Will not necessarily use it for its intended purposes, but that's the compromise where we are willing to make. Yeah, it's a, it's just, it's just an interesting phenomenon because, you know, we, you know, we, we want to be doing good, you know, we mm-hmm. want to be doing good things, we want to be giving of ourselves, and yet we also want to protect ourselves. Right. You know, yeah. if a if a homeless person who's naked and lying down in the rain stumbles onto my door. Do I bring them in, nurse them back to health, and send them on their way, or do I call the cops or brought, an ambulance? Yeah, or an ambulance, or, depending I, on their yeah. situation. Right, I mean, but the,
1: in a way, you're you're helping them right. by doing that because, I mean, you know, they could be a danger to themselves. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's, I but I but I think like this is why we have public services. And, yeah. This is why we have emergency services. We
0: put we put the, the 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 requirements of helping others into a different tangible source.
1: And this is why you we know? have insurance, right? <laughs> we
0: put we put it, we put it <laughs> into know? a you know into a neutral source, mm-hmm. you know. But it's just it's just it's so fascinating to me how the you know the the guidelines of sportsmanship in in humanity like that have changed. Yeah in terms of, in terms of, you know, sanity and safety. Right. No, because that, that...
1: like the old story of the, it might've been in the Bible where the apothecary heals the, I can't remember where they heal a thief and like, is this life worth saving? That sort of thing. Right. Yeah. I can't remember what the guys, I can't remember what the name do you know what I'm talking about? I know. I know what you're talking about. And, I know. What it's you're like it's about. like. Do you do you knowing that this person is a thief and a killer? Do you still heal them? Yeah. Um, and funny enough, I'm actually playing a video game right now called Octopath Traveler, right? Where one of my characters is a healer and has to do the exact same thing. Yeah. So it's kind of weird that we're talking about this. But it's like, it, that's another interesting. Well, yeah,
0: because that goes right. into the, the Hippocratic oath, so to speak. Right. You know, and, and you know, we, we have this oath where, you know, we must do no harm and we must preserve human life at all costs. Mm-hmm. And and yet with our insurance industry and mm-hmm. the capitalism that goes into it and the legal system that we have, I mean, we went I went through it with Caitlin where. You know, she's recovering from a brain injury, and there are lawyers and insurance companies trying to show her, and doctors who are trying to say you're making all this up, and they're they're using the legal loopholes that they have to circumvent the to, to circumvent the code. exactly. And and you know, yep. mor- morally, you're looking at this and going, how in the world is this allowed? Yep. And yet, on the flip side, you're like, well, that's the system, you know. You you, you gotta play the game. It's it's so that's not how you should not how you you're right. (laughs) But that's the but but that's the practical game that gets played in our society. It's and it's such such a mind twist. You know, I mean, that leads me back to I I, I joked about the immigration thing. And I, every time I talk about that, I always think of that one episode of Aquatine Hunger Force with the creature from the Plaque Lagoon. Yes. Where Gary, the dairy fairy shows up <laughs> yeah, instead of right. OK, instead of instead of the creature from the Plaque Lagoon. Uh-huh. And and he's like, well, we I am good. I'm good friends with him. I mean, he's more of a casual acquaintance, but it's just that it's just that we all we just differ on one very important issue. And before he can say dental hygiene, Shake goes immigration. <laughs> <laughs> so was
1: he, was that character voiced by Andy Dick? I feel like
0: it, <sighs> it that, It could have been. I remember that episode. I don't think so, but I could have been. I can see how you would think that. Yeah. Gary the Dairy Fairy.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Leave cheeses and more milk to help the calcium. (laughs) Is this Plaque Lagoon? Yeah. No, this is a better buy. Well, this is where Plaque Lagoon used to be. It's not anymore. (laughs) Oh, that's right. He moved. For (laughs) God. Well, you guys want to go in and see what's new on (laughs) Blu-ray? So anyway, the 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 immigration thing. I mean, not to not to get political here, but Mm -hmm. when when you know during the 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 Trump presidency, where there was you know the talk of immigration, building the wall, all that stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, one of the big debates about it was, you know what are we doing with immigration? And, you know, on one side, we're like, you know, America is, you know, a land of immigrants. We should be letting everybody in, blah, 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 blah. And the other side is, no, come in the right way, okay? We have a system for immigration. Do it the right way and you're welcome in. And I remember seeing on social media the the argument was, when I lock my doors at night, I don't do it to keep other people out. I do it to protect the people who are in. Hmm. And, and the idea was, and I'm not trying to, to go be for or against this right now. The idea is that if we're talking about safety like we are in terms of sportsmanship, you know, it's it, to me, I find it interesting because on one hand, yes, you know, we should be empathetic towards those who wish to enter our country. But at the same time, there are major consequences for doing it the incorrect way. We have a system set up to allow those people to to come into the country the right way, you know, so that it doesn't cause us undue hardship, whether that be financial or safety or Mm -hmm. economic, whatever the case may be. So I just I just find it interesting that we have we have in, in a lot of these circumstances, the debate comes down to, well, are we going to do what's morally and ethically and philosophically, quote unquote, right? Or are we going to follow the practical correct answer, which preserves ourselves and has scientifically looked to have worked in the past? You know, if you do something over and over again this and you see the results, you keep doing that, right. you know? and we have turned those issues into these political triggers right. that don't, that all the, it just becomes a giant fight rather than actually trying to make sense of it. Right. You know, and I'm not yeah, here to, it, I'm not.
1: It, yeah. It goes against to, it goes against, it goes with, you know, the fact that we've evolved, you know, right. like, cause when, when our forefathers came to this country, there was no system.
0: Right. Ellis right. Island was just, come on in, you they know, were,
1: yeah. Well, even before that, right? Yeah. Right? With the, were, yeah, yeah. With the like the pilgrims, they, and I don't know if yeah. we can say pilgrims
0: anymore, but yeah. Right. You know. So
1: they came. You know, they came over to escape religious persecution. Right. And. I mean, you know, and a lot of bad things have happened.
0: Right. For, <laughs> for all the ups and downs that we have had as a country since we first came over here, okay we've seen the way that it has worked Mm -hmm. and not worked the, the, you know, the pitfalls and the perils, the promises, the, the the whole thing we've seen it, we've seen how it worked and we have seen how it has evolved. Um, And,
1: and, you know, and another thing is with, in terms of archeology span from an archeological standpoint, and I don't know, I don't know that much about the subject, but, from the reading that I've done, and yes, I read
0: sometimes. That is a lie, and I will call you a liar um, for saying that.
1: I don't read. Lo- I don't read for long periods of time. I just read in three short seconds max. Bursts. Yeah, right. Um, so I can finish a news article in maybe like three weeks. Okay, um, so, at that point,
0: it's still relevant, right? Right. So, did you um, just find out that Lincoln freed the Japanese? Yeah. So, yeah. Whew, yeah. What a story. Yeah. Uh, so
1: with. With regard to, colonization. I think I got that from
0: a. I think I got that from a Saved by the Bell episode. Anyway, okay. I just I want people to understand where I'm referencing that. Please okay. continue.
1: With regard to colonization, um, you know it's it's a very interesting subject because when and and this is you know argued for you know for for, for a long time that the reason why we have inequality, and this is this is not my argument, but is because of 100,000 years ago, when we migrated from Mesopotamia to other areas of the world, mm-hmm. different groups of people had different natural environmental obstacles to overcome. And the people who migrated to Europe had the least amount of obstacles and the shortest path to travel and thusly in their moderate, in their mild climate, were were able to flourish quicker and use up resources quicker and therefore needed to expand sooner. Okay. And what happened was that once they, you know, started expanding because of their, the resources they've used up, right? They started. They had to. They had to colonize other areas of the world.
0: Right. It was a natural that were inhabited yeah.
1: by unfortunately lesser evolved civilizations. Yeah. You know. I mean, look at. Well, there are people who had. I mean, granted, we all came from Africa. Yes. Right. So we went. Then we went to Mesopotamia, and then people went back again and across the Sahara Desert.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, what? What? I mean. Really, it, it it's unfortunate because of all those natural barriers that people become so spread out and not as evolved because right. of this natural because of the situation they were in. Had the situation been reversed, and let's say Europe was a giant ice sheet, which at one point it was, uh, yeah. but 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 during the time of migration, it wasn't and africa was this burgeoning continent with tons of resources and no desert and the situation was reversed they would have done the same thing yeah if they had the resources and because it's it's one of those it's the survival of the fittest i mean back then that's how we operated now, today, we have the technology to not operate like that, and we have the wherewithal to act differently, you know, but back then, you know, and this is why immigration, the feelings of immigration have changed throughout the years. You know, 250 years ago, we didn't have the technology that yeah. we have today to to create systems to protect people in a way that is more modern, right? So... Back then, you know, people escaped religious persecution. They also wanted to expand. Now, I'm I'm not saying that the byproduct of that expansion in terms of all the the slaughter that has happened is is right. Right. It's not at all. But you have to look at things in context. Yes. We didn't know any better back then. Yes. And and by today's standards, it's pretty fucking awful.
0: What Right. Yeah, what you know, what, cont- what, what, hurt,
1: what what happened? But
0: contextually speaking, you
1: have to You have the context.
0: Right. You can't we can't we can't feel guilty, shame and remorse so to speak for what happened then, but what right. we can do is say well, we understand why it happened and we're going to do our best to make sure it doesn't happen again. Right. You know? Yeah. That's the fair way to look at it because but we, that leads
1: back to immigration because right. Because we, you know, I, I'm trying to keep us on track. Because, that's okay. Because, you know, we're, we, we, we you know, our, our ancestors came over, our forefathers came over um, to a, a country where there was no system. Yeah. And unfortunately, slavery and, and is a byproduct of colonialism back yeah. then. No, that's true. Because they lacked the resources and the money. And to do the work themselves. I mean, without without truly expanding.
0: And that's and not a pro-slave or anti-slave no, thing. It's that not. is a historical recount of facts. Right. Okay. Exactly. Which and, you know, so slavery
1: was actually a necessary part of the economy back right. then. Yes. You know, and 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 it was, you know, that's why it was there was a civil war yeah. <laughs> about that, you know, and but now we then then the industrial revolution happened and now we have other means and by today's standards of course slavery is inhumane right and awful You shouldn't even have to say that now but but back then that's all we knew yeah so we have evolved since then
0: correct correct
1: and that's why now we have systems in place where okay we with like with immigration policies where We would love to let you in, but for legality purposes and insurance purposes, and just making sure we're all on the same page purposes, this has to be done in a way that is conducive to, you know, us being welcoming and and you giving us giving you a fair shot because i i believe in second chances of course and i believe in redemption but i also believe that everyone should have a fair shot regardless of their ethnicity or
0: race gender ethnicity race, sexual orientation race. disability religion
1: right you've your <laughs> creed yeah uh <laughs> but my point but my my point is that um we we have this mentality and and where we really need everyone either very left of center or very right of center needs to become allergic to where we it's either no we don't want anyone in regardless of the of the system we don't want anyone in which is toxic
0: yeah
1: versus the far left where just let anyone in without any sort of accountability right right so we have to meet in the middle i mean and granted there are lots of there are lots of things with our immigration system that are flawed like
0: you know should we be keeping children
1: in cages
0: probably not no probably not (laughs) like that's i'm no. i'm not gonna go as far as no i'm gonna go with probably not here okay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, but like, wait, that's one like, of that kids, a bastard. Okay. It's like, you know,
1: separating kids from their families for months is no, that's not okay. Yeah. At no, all. You're right. Like, you're right. That's completely insane. Yeah. Right. So we have to look at this and like, we need, these people need help, obviously. Yeah.
0: yeah. You know, but there's a right way to do it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You're uh-huh. not saying you're not, you're, you're saying don't do this. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, don't do this either, you know? Right. Meet in the middle here. This is why,
1: again, we talk about this all the time. There's a difference between ambivalence and apathy. Yeah. Where you, where apathy is, you you don't, don't have care. any you don't care because you don't want to know about it yeah where ambivalence, ambivalence is, is you know about it but you want to reserve your judgment you, because you want to account for both sides and you are in the middle
0: you are willing to accept cognitive dissonance, dissonance yep when you are ambivalent right. this reminds me of a Seinfeld episode and a South Park episode to kind of wrap things up mm-hmm. The Seinfeld episode is the one where uh, Jerry finds out that there's the new guy in the building. And he forget he like he forgot his key, yeah. and he's like I've never the, seen you with Fredo the parrot, right? And you're 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 like you know he, you want to I want to let you in, but I've never seen you in the building before. How do I not know that you were mm-hmm. not a robber or something, you mm-hmm. know? And and now, granted, we look at it now, we're like I can't remember the context of the scene, but did he not have his wallet on him where he could show his address and blah blah blah, you know, whatnot? But mm-hmm. um, you know, so he doesn't let him in. And just just sp- starts spiraling out of control. So that's the one thing where it's like, we want to let you in, but we want to do it the right way. Right. You know, so so there's got to be a happy medium. there. That's why
1: everyone gets a key. Right. And an I.D. You right. Know? Like-
0: <laughs> and then the other one is the uh, the Cartman land one where Cartman inherits the the um, the theme park. And he doesn't oh. want anyone in there. Right. But then something breaks down. So he has to get a maintenance guy to come in. Yeah. Well, that's going to cost money. All right. I got to let seven people in and pay admission so that I can get the maintenance done. And then as more and more problems occur, he mm-hmm. has to let more and more people in right. to fix those problems and account for them. You know, so mm-hmm. there's a lot, there's, there's a lot of satire that goes into this, you know, that, that, mm-hmm. uh, and granted, these satirical examples are obviously very obtuse. They're 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 poking fun at ideas without taking into con- contextual and intricacies nuance. and nuance. You know, mm-hmm. but you, you you can see the point of how you know it's crazy how this evolved from the sportsmanship of a college basketball game. <laughs> you know. To, I think this is one
1: of our best episodes. No, this is a good discussion because there are so <laughs>
0: there are so many people who won't discuss this stuff mm-hmm. or they won't they whether if they want to discuss it, it gets taken out of context. You know, right. I mean, again, I'm, I'm being obtuse here. OK, mm-hmm. I'm I'm being totally obtuse here, but if Joe Rogan on his podcast wanted to talk about this stuff, Mm -hmm. people immediately are going to just say, well, he's wrong. And I'm not going to listen to it because it's Joe Rogan
1: or he's racist.
0: Right. Exactly. Rather than taking the time to sit down and say, what is he actually saying? And then forming an opinion based on that information. You know, that's what makes this dialogue so important. Mm -hmm. You know, you and I are, are trying to come to those, those, you know, those center compromises Mm -hmm. accepting of ambivalence and cognitive dissonance where we just say listen it's just not as easy as we think we make it out to be right you know you have to force
1: yourself you have to recuse yourself from your from your reality for just a moment yeah to 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 look at things in a way you're not used to looking at and that's really hard to do yeah and the farther removed I get from from college, the easier I think it is to do this. I agree. Because, because in college, we're presented with very, depending on where you go, very left of center yes. arguments and, and viewpoints, which, hey, you know what?
0: You're entitled to the opinion. If, it's if you, a, you come know.
1: from, and you know what? If you come from a conservative secondary school, and you go to this college, and you're met with this other viewpoint, hey, maybe that's a good thing.
0: It, it, it helps you, you know formulate.
1: Right. Helps yeah. round you out.
0: Your opinions suddenly take on a different context because now you're saying, well, I'm not just buying into this blindly. Right? I can actually formulate substance to say, well, this is what I believe and this is why I believe it. Right. You so, know? for me
1: personally, I, I came from a pretty moderate to. I mean, my mom's side of the family is more is is more left of center. My dad's side of the family is more right of center. Mm-hmm. And I sort of was more moderate growing up. And as I got closer to graduation, I became more liberal. And then when I went to college, I was like, very left of center. And as I got farther and farther removed, and as I sort of got released into the real world, and, you know, I started to formulate opinions by listening to multiple viewpoints and, and sort of, I sort of went back to center again. I think it's important for us to have as as human beings to have this kind of experience where yeah. where we are we are thrown into an environment with which we are not familiar and we are honestly a little scared and we need to feel I think we need to feel unsafe and uncomfortable for a specified amount of time. To and truly appreciate to appreciate the different right. side of it and, and then with that take the experiences you've learned and come back to center.
0: And there's and there are safe ways of doing that too. Yep. You know, that you can do that while still proverbially hold holding the hand of a parent, so to speak, mm-hmm. where you're not just thrown to the wolves in, 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 and 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 asked to survive. Because okay. I think it's very easy to take what you just said and make that, you know, interpret that as you know, the, you know, you've got to be, you've got to, you know, survive, you know, in the wild for two weeks with nothing thick skin. Exactly. And that's not, that's not how it works. That's not what I'm saying is
1: um, what I'm saying is that, you know, through, through, through an educated environment, it's you you know what it is presented with different viewpoints.
0: It's the equivalent of all baseball coaches should be umpires for a day. You know, you take the test. All people
1: on a board of ed should be a teacher.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Point. You got it. Yeah. You got You got to right. experience what we experience as, as you know, as an, as an umpire. I'm not saying you have to do this for the rest of your life. And I'm certainly not saying I wish upon you the, you know, the, the bad stuff that happens to us, mm-hmm. but get in my shoes for a day, a week, whatever, and do the job and see what we experience in terms of just our own internal problems not even mentioning when coaches and players and parents and fans start yelling at you. Mm -hmm.
2: Okay. Right.
0: Just, just, just sit there and realize how difficult this gig is. Yeah. And then you will have a new appreciation for what we do. It's Mm the same thing with your board situation. The board, Mm -hmm. board members need to be teachers first.
2: Right.
0: Okay. And then you can, and then you can, you know, you can see it that way. It's so funny as you're saying that about getting away from college and whatnot, you know, as, as as you are a current college professor and as I'm a former college professor, you know, I can't tell you how I stood out like a sore thumb simply not not because I was trying to persuade students to see my side of the coin, but because I said, listen, this is where I stand. I'm not trying to convince you to stand with me. But if you're going to ask me what I believe, I'm not going to lie to you. Right. This is what I feel.
1: Yeah.
0: And students and faculty would single me out as the devil. Yeah. You know, and and I had a student who was who who was more conservative come to me and say, I don't want to work with this professor anymore, meaning another professor, because this professor basically instead of teaching me my applied music lesson for 45 minutes, he spent 45 minutes lecturing me on why I was wrong to be a Republican. And and the student's like, why is my tuition money going to that? Yeah. You know, that and
1: there's a a time and a place for that sort of civil discourse right well it should be civil discourse it shouldn't any, yeah. anything should be civil discourse right but
0: not a lecture on how you're wrong right you know yep um yeah it's just it's so it's frustrating and i'm sure that yep. there are people out there that that feel that frustration on both sides yep. you know there are i'm sure that there are conservatives who feel you know that they can't be them true their true selves because it's now, you know, you wear a scarlet letter if you come out as Republican.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I'm sure that there are people on the left who say, well, I don't think I can be my true self because of societal standards either, for whatever reason, you know, whether it's because they're trans or because mm-hmm. they believe X, Y, Z, whatever. So it's not exclusive to one side. No, You know, it's, it's you know, and it's a very real personal experience that we all feel certain ways. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why one of the reasons why we had to put that disclaimer on the beginning of our podcast is to say, if we have a guest on who says certain things, Mm -hmm. you know, it's it's, rather than agreeing or disagreeing with that guest, the most important thing is to remember they're saying that for a reason. They've had experiences that have led them to that. And rather than judge them for it, figure out why. Right. And you can disagree with them
1: Mm
0: -hmm. without judging them.
1: And the worst thing, and that's very true. And and the worst thing you can do is put everyone in the same boat. Yeah. You know, the worst thing you could do is resort to identity politics. Yeah. Because you are presuming something that might not be there. Yeah. And we are all individuals with different experiences. And we have to, again, separate list A and list B. Yeah. And this is where... It, Go, this is where ambivalence comes in. Yeah. You know, we, we we have to you have to learn about the person. And you know, this is cliche, but everyone is fighting a battle you can't see. Yeah. And and the 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 the, the it boils down to empathy. It really does. And and seeing judging someone before judging someone or really shouldn't be judging anyone you should be learning about someone right and make an informed decision. I don't like the word judge because you have to learn about someone's content of character rather than what you see on the outside
0: right and and such a such a for lack of a better term judgment mm-hmm. does not mean that you must then agree with that person okay? Um, You know, I I can be very empathetic to the battles that some people have fought on the left when it comes to, you know, various issues stemming from the LGBTQ community and whatnot. You know, I I Mm -hmm. certainly, I am very empathetic to people who, you know, have hid their sexuality for a long time because of that, okay? And those people then may come out and be very vocal about certain issues that pertain to their experiences that are quite political. Right. Okay. And what experiences
1: that not everyone in that community has had. Yes. Because here's the thing, and I'm sorry to interrupt. That's all right. You can have a trans person who is an activist be you know be an advocate for themselves right and i think you absolutely should be an advocate for yourself and to a certain degree be an advocate of others but that doesn't give the person the right to speak for their whole community yeah because not everyone has had the same experience
0: and to go along with that I that if they decide, let's just say they decide to post something on social media, okay, that that promotes that. That post may contain things that are really defaming people like me, you know, insulting to me who may not have had that experience and may be on the other side. I'm over here trying to work to see their side better.
2: Mm -hmm. That
0: doesn't mean I'm going to side with them, but I I do want to empathize with them. But then, you know, if you know, I guess then the question becomes, do I just kind of let it go if they're going to say something that could be considered insulting to me? Mm
2: -hmm.
0: You know, like there are there are times there are a lot of people, a lot of friends I have who are obviously, you know, very vocal people who are either liberal, Democrat, et cetera.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And there are also there are plenty of people in this world who are conservative Republican, who are social media people where, you know, they're 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 pundits who are supposed to be giving their opinions and suppose, you know, they, they 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 their job is to speak on these topics, whether it be on YouTube or at conventions, whatever. OK, and the other people on the left are going to disagree with them. Right. Let's be real. OK. And let's face it, the people on the right are probably going to be the ones who are saying the people on the left don't get this, blah, 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 blah. And then the people on the left are going to be saying, well, that's just what I call a typical Republican and whatnot. And I'm like, okay, guys, listen, listen, you're each allowed to have your opinion here. And I'm not going to try and change your opinion. What I am going to say is, could you please express the opinion in a way that on one hand doesn't trigger the other side. And then on the other hand, doesn't cause that triggered side to come out and be on the offensive back.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. It's so easy for that stuff to get taken out of context so quickly. Right. I think about the, um, again, and I don't, I don't want to get too political about this, but I think about the the bill that passed in Florida that the left calls the don't say gay bill. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I I empathize with both sides because I understand the reasoning as to why the bill was passed. And then I understand why the people on the other side feel so insulted by it. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Okay. But the problem is is that the people who feel so insulted by it, in my opinion, don't have the ability to look at the the, the the true context of why it was passed. They just want to be insulted.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I'm not, I'm not saying it was right or wrong. What I'm saying is that you can't, you can't attack it just because it hurt your feelings. Mm-hmm. Show me why it's bad. And I, cause I always come back to saying in that particular situation, they passed it. And again, I'm not a scholar. Okay. I don't want to I don't even pretend that that I
1: I honestly haven't read much about it. So OK, you but you probably know more about it than I do.
0: From what I have tried to understand, the bill was passed from the right on in Florida because what they were tired of was the woke culture. They didn't want their kids to be brought up in systems where they were being taught to be woke. OK, where if you had a differing opinion than the woke left, you you were you were shut out. You you, you couldn't say these things. You couldn't do it. It was so pendulum swinging left that the right said we got to pass something so that if you're not privy to that, if that's not your thing, you're not frowned upon. And the left came out and said, well, this just means don't say gay, huh? Hmm. You know, and it's like, no, 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 no. From the way I'm seeing it, what we're trying to say is, it's okay, you can be gay. And this is a very gross um, oversimplification Mm
2: -hmm. and
0: probably very grotesque. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with being gay. It's forcing your gay agenda on me when I'm not comfortable with it. Does that make sense? And that's not, that's not me saying that's what I believe. That's the way that I seem to have interpreted this. And I understand if people get insulted by that, because I think it is a grotesque oversimplification of it. Right. Okay. I'm not trying to say that I'm an expert and, and, and whatnot. Um, what I'm, there was,
1: I, I, I understand what you're saying. Okay. And yeah, really quickly before we wrap up. Yeah. Yeah. There's, The the devil's advocate that I will play fair enough to this is that you know, when in society where we have had for the longest time straight role models, straight straight superheroes, straight straight athletes, straight I mean And they've all been
0: straight white men usually in in the media
1: for all the people who were gay, who digested that straight, right. You know, that mentality that didn't turn them straight. Yeah. They're still gay. Yes. Right. So, so the, the, the mentality is here just because we introduce more, more gay champions, of I, I, I use that word liberally. Yes. No pun intended. Yeah. But, um,
0: no, I don't get it. You'll have to explain <laughs> it to me.
1: Because liberals. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but 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 we introduce more gay people to the to mainstream. Yeah. You know, gay athletes, gay actors, gay gay politicians you know, uh, you know, um, into the fold. That's not going to turn straight people gay. Yeah. Right. So, so I think if we look at it like that, you know, and, and we come to the center with this, I think in some ways, I do agree with you. Yeah. Um, in, in that it, it is, there, there is a, I don't want to use the word agenda, but there is a, there is a, there is a modicum of, of this feeling that, the walls are closing in. Yes,
0: on, on, I, I understand on, what you're saying.
1: On on us, in in that we, if we have a, an opinion that is slightly different from the 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 woke left, as we have yeah. to put it, that we are we feel attacked. Yeah. You know, you got to look at it in 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 some ways because if you look at the people on the very far right, who who think this bill is a compensation for those feelings well wait hold on like you got to look at it be like well well, no wait let's try to parse out your feelings for just a minute yeah and look at the the legality of this in in so in so far as like okay we are you know we're 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 trying to provide as as center of And we're not even center, but as unbiased an education as possible to to our children. And that, you know, things like critical race theory, for example, where there are some things that are misperceived about it. Yeah. But then there are some things that are like a little crazy where things like being punctual and... The scientific method and being on time are considered white supremacists yeah that's that sort of attitude that people left people left of center they need to become allergic to that yeah because i i mean that's insane yeah because if you have that mentality then there is no conceivable way that we can solve real problems yeah yeah, you know, like, you know what I mean. So I know exactly, exactly what you mean. It's one of those things where you have to parse out, you have to look at the crazy stuff from both sides. Yeah, you have to block that out or recognize that for what it is, and just realize, I'm sorry, and I'm getting a little, I'm getting worked up. You okay. have to just realize just what the fuck reality is. Yeah. And and come back to center, and and look, you know, be able to accept both logical sides of the argument because it is possible. Yeah. For Republicans and Democrats, liberals and conservatives to be logical. Yeah. It's possible. Yeah. Believe it or not, you know, and and <laughs> it, filter out the extreme bullshit. And take the logical parts of both sides, yeah, and come to the center. Is uh, what I'm saying. I, I, I'm sorry for my rant. That's okay.
0: You're very I, you were very I, uh, emotional today. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm just like that's okay. Just, you know, I I feel strongly about being. I, I I feel strongly about not feeling too strongly. That's fair. And, and, and I know that's weird, but-
0: No, it's we, that's it you just, being George Costanza a little bit, you know? You
1: have to be, like, but there's, here's the cognitive dissonance, right? Yeah, yeah. If you're passionate about being ambivalent, that's okay. Because, and I feel like almost to a degree, that's eminently desirable. Yeah. Because you want to learn about both sides of the argument and develop an empathy-filled opinion as a result. Right. So
0: and there's to to kind of kind of wrap it up. It reminds me of the story that Dale Scott told about the kid from L.A. who contacted him, who said he was gay and wanted to be a major league umpire. And the the summary of the whole thing was, if I don't make it as an umpire, it's because of my skill. It has nothing to do with the fact that I'm gay. Those are the types of things that need to be championed, not the extreme stuff that probably is what the real heart of that bill was meant to uh, address, Mm -hmm. but which got misinterpreted. You know, there are so many fantastic stories of that kind of stuff that it's just like you, you, you would be a fool. Not to um, look at a story like that and say, that is humanity. That's mm-hmm. good sportsmanship. That's all of the great things where people on either side of the aisle can use logic, look at it and go, oh my God, that's amazing. That's, yep. that's, that's fan, you know, that, that's progress. Yep. Okay. Okay. That's that's what we're looking at here, folks. When
1: you open yep, when you open up the field to everyone on an equal when you level the playing field and you open it up to everyone based on their merit yes. and their skill, the diversity comes naturally. Correct. Right? If you if you force these, <laughs> these identity politics driven ideas and use that as a filter you are you are part of the problem
0: that's that's probably and again i'm saying this as someone who's not an expert perhaps that was probably the intention of such bill
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it got and it got totally thrown out of whack perhaps mm, maybe I, I could be wrong and most women tell me i am yeah so i think this is a good spot yeah to, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah i'm tired and uh i gotta, I gotta, gotta go. get to work yeah i gotta just go do something else <laughs> like anything else okay so I got to go to a better buy and see if that's where plaque lagoon used to be. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, I'm Gary, the dairy Fairy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. So John, thank you. Of course. Uh, Gary, the dairy fairy, thank you for being here. This was a good one. This was really good. Oh, I leave leave warm cheeses and milks and just help with dental hygiene. Thanks, Gary. And that's why That's why Gary's here. We should introduce yeah. other guests on the show. The, that are imaginary. <laughs> and we do the voices for them. Yeah. Oh, man, that'll be great. All right. So um, we'll talk to everybody in a few short weeks. Remember, uh, osafoundation.org, podcast at osafoundation.org, facebook.com slash osafoundation, Twitter and Instagram at osafoundation, hashtag how you play the game, select episodes on YouTube, apparel store on Bonfire, book is on Amazon. We'll talk to you in two weeks or so. Until then, Watch out for Gary the Dairy Fairy and treat each other with respect. How You Play the Game is a production of the OSIP Foundation Incorporated. The producer-engineer of this episode is Sean Ryan. Music by SoundSpring Studio. The executive producer of How You Play the Game is Jack Furlong. For more information, visit osipfoundation.org.